Josh Taylor versus Jose Ramirez. Fight prediction. Dun, dun, dun. Hey guys, Fight Junkie here. As usual, before we jump into this next episode, I want to remind you guys, you can hit me up on Twitter at FightJunkie.com. Listen to me on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Apple, Amazon, basically anywhere you can find a podcast, I'll be there. You can also subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash FudJunkie2006. Josh Taylor, undefeated, 17 wins, 0 losses. Of those 17 wins, 13 are inside the distance. Jose Ramirez, also undefeated, 26 wins, 0 losses. Of those 26 wins, 17 are inside the distance. Currently, you have Taylor as a minus 270 favorite. Ramirez comes back at plus 230. We'll go, won't go. 12 full rounds will go minus 350 won't go plus 260 Ramirez wins inside plus 750 Ramirez wins by decision plus 360 you have Taylor wins inside at plus 430 Taylor wins by decision at minus 120 fight ends in a draw 16 to 1 the first thing that I noticed when looking at this fight is it's kind of flying under the radar Now, of course, the hardcore fight junkies out there, they know about it. They're excited about it. They can't wait for it. Mainstream? I mean, it's kind of strange, right? We're talking, this is for all the marbles. We've got the WBA, the WBO, the IBF, the WBC. This is for everything. You would think there'd be a lot of hype surrounding it. The other thing is the public really likes Taylor. Minus 270, somewhere 280, 285, it's getting up there, guys. He's approaching a 3-1 to one favorite. The books didn't open him up at that. They opened him right around 75 to 85. And since then, the public has been all on Taylor. That's interesting, seeing as this is basically 1 versus 2 in the division. You can say Taylor's 1 and Ramirez is 2 or vice versa, however you want to do it, or 1 versus 1A. But these are the two best guys in the division. And you're approaching a three to one line straight. That's kind of cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, if you ask me. I, the only logical reason I can come with the, the public liking Taylor, of course, he's skillful. But again, on paper, Jose is his toughest fight, right? Even Taylor will tell you that. On paper, Jose is his toughest fight. So why is all this money flowing in on him? Well, if you watch Jose fight, he's been in a couple close fights where, you know, he's getting majority decisions. Maybe they think he lost that. But I think the biggest thing is here, they've seen him struggle. A lot of times you'll hear, oh, he fights down to the level of his competition. That should never happen, especially at this level. But so they think he struggled against lesser fighters. So you look at Taylor and they figure, well, he's better than those fighters. So he's going to be able to beat Jose and he's going to be able to do it easier. I mean, you can't really argue with that. It's logical. It does make sense. It's not some Twilight Zone argument about how Josh can win the fight or how Jose has performed in the past. It's legitimate. The issue here isn't so much about the skill set of Taylor. It's the way he likes the fight. If you think about it, the thing that everybody loves about him could play right into the hands of Jose. Jose wants to drag you into a dogfight. And Josh likes to fight those type of fights. In my opinion, Josh has the overall better skill set. He has the faster hands, the faster feet, 
and he's actually a bigger one-punch type of hitter. So you would think with that skill set, it would be beneficial to him to use all of his skills, move around, counter, and run Ramirez into shots. The question isn't if he can do it, it's how long can he do it? Can he do it consistently? This is a big issue in this fight. In fact, Jose mentions this himself in an interview talking about how he sees this fight playing out. Here he is in his own words, hat tip, Fight Hub TV. On paper, you could definitely, you know, there's no argument that he's the best fighter I've faced. Um, you know, and, and he has a great resume uh, with only 17 fights. But I, I think I also have a great resume of my, of my own and I have 26 professional fights. So I've been in more 12 round fights than he has. I've been in, in, in more, you know, round, had more rounds than he has. And, uh, you know, I'm going to just mentally, I just feel like that I got everything that, that is required to win. I have to go in there in very good shape, you know. I think, for, you know, being well-conditioned, having a lot of confidence and uh, believing in myself, you know, and, and just putting everything together, remembering all my sacrifices, everything I've done from day one uh, since, I, since I was eight years old. Um, remember why I'm doing this, you know, and and staying focused, you know, just staying focused for every round, every second of that of that fight, just staying focused and zoned in into the fight and, and just do what I do best, you know, just putting everything together. This is the time that I got to put everything together. There's never been a fight as important as this one. So this is the time to shine with no excuses. Regis' worst mistake was not going in there in shape. I think I think he was I think he got tired. I, I think and I think he gave too many rounds. He took too many rounds off in the middle in the middle of the fight that cost him the fight. And obviously, anybody when someone's only throwing one or two punches, and they're in the inside, they want to fight inside, but they're only throwing one or two punches. The the more active fighter's gonna land more. And I think you know, uh, Josh Taylor saw that Regis wasn't as active and and capitalized on the fact that he was throwing you know Josh Taylor was throwing three four punches. Uh, while Regis was throwing one or two, and you can see Regis losing his balance a couple of times after throwing one punch, because it was you know he was trying to throw a a, a heavy punch, and he, but if he if Taylor blocked it or Regis missed, you know uh, Taylor did did well in capitalizing on that and being more active in the inside, and that you know and if Regis would have been in better better condition if he would have gone in there and you know with better legs, you know I think he could have won the fight. It was a very competitive fight, but uh, but yeah, that shows that shows just you know it shows that Taylor is willing to you know put himself in, in a in a hard position to win the fight, which which you know it shows you know his 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 will to to win a fight, and I appreciate that because those are the type of guys I want to fight, you know, and I want to fight the best Josh Taylor, um, as I suppose he wants to fight the best with Sarah Ramirez, you know. So we, we don't want no excuses afterwards, you know. So I'm aware, I'm aware of, of, of the competition that I'm in now, and and I'm you know, and I have to say that I'm I'm grateful, and again I'm enjoying every single moment, and I'm going in there, I'm gonna enjoy myself and, and work really really hard, you know. And at the end of the day, that's all I could do is you know fight my best. But the times that I do envision the fight, I could see, I could I could see myself putting him in the 
and the ropes and 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 him uh, uh, being overly excited and trying to move out the ropes fast. And I think that's gonna make him burn a lot of energy because he's gonna be a lot. He's gonna be very, uh, uh, you know, try to. He's gonna try to show me that he's tough, you know. So he's not. He's he's gonna forget about what he needs to do because he's gonna want to show me that he's a macho man too, and he's from Scotland, and he has this much pride. And and we'll see how long, you know, he, the the fight goes if he fights my fight. You know, fights like this sometimes start after the sixth round. You know, and that's when it really picks up. So, but uh, I'm gonna go out there and you know, I've been working. I've been working, staying sharp in my defense, and I've been blocking a lot of punches. Uh, Robert's dad, Eduardo Garcia, he's been very pleased with my defense. He's, you know, he's, he's telling everyone. He goes, man, Jose blocks everything in sparring. Man, he's sparring 160 pounders. He's sparring 147 pounders. He's sparring 154 pounders, and he's, he sees every punch coming. So I'm, you know, just the fact that I'm just so focused, you know, and every sparring, every sparring that I do, I'm so focused and I'm taking my time with my punches. I'm not over jumping because I think for a fight like this, it's important to stay composed. It's important to stay patient, you know, and 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 not just waste a lot of energy by letting your emotions kick in. You know, we've seen how well Canelo fights now because he has so much confidence in himself that he's so composed that he knows it's just a matter of time before he starts standing his, his, his shots. And that's what makes him such a good fighter. And I think, you know, and I'm taking a lot of that into my own uh, habits. So there you have it. Mano y mano, machismo. He's banking on the fact that he can draw Josh into a slugfest. And if he can, this benefits him mentally, physically, tactically. Now wait. I know a lot of you are saying, wait a minute, you just said Josh Taylor likes to fight this way. This is how he's made his following, his money, is undefeated. You said he's the bigger hitter with the faster hands. Yeah, all that's true. I'm not saying he can't have success on the inside. What I'm saying is that gives Jose his best opportunity to win the fight because I don't think Jose has the ability to outbox Taylor. So he's got to go forward. He's got to get in his grill. He's got to make it a dogfight. If Josh welcomes that type of fight he's giving jose the best opportunity to upset the apple cart and listen even though a lot of people going into this think it's a 50 50 fight a very close fight again 1a versus one or one versus two when you look at the line that's not the case right now if jose wins this is actually an upset we're approaching three to one odds you got to call it what it is that's an upset so i think if josh boxes he's going to have a lot easier time with jose than if he stands and slugs that's not to say he won't win rounds that's not to say he can't land punches none of that he can still have success they're both very skilled at what they do i'm just saying from a tactical standpoint if you're saying what's the easiest path to victory here it's boxing and moving and countering i think he can do it i don't know if he can do it consistently the other thing that bother me, bothers me about uh, Josh going into this fight is the layoff. So he hasn't fought since I believe it was like October, if memory serves right, October of 2019. So that's a bit of time out of the out of the ring. And if you're not in tip top 100% shape. There's no way that his conditioning will hold up and he'll be able to box. So then right there, that game plan's already out the window. 
that tactical advantage is gone, and now it's just who's the tougher dude, who can land the most shots, who can take the most punishment, and we're going to find out. That's what type of fight Ramirez wants. He wants that type of fight. I think Taylor can fight that type of fight. He can probably even win that type of fight. But I think there's a better path to victory. And we spoke about that. But if being out of the ring this long and he's not 100% just ready to go firing on all cylinders, he won't be able to do it consistently. And at some point in time, you're going to get that dogfight. And truth, even if he's in great condition, his mentality may be to prove how tough he is and that he can beat Ramirez at his own game. Plus, he likes to fight that way anyway. So you may get that type of fight. And if you get that type of fight, then if you've bet on Jose as an underdog, you're liking it. Whether he goes spark out cold, you're liking it because that's the path to victory for Jose. He's got to get in his face. He's got to get up inside and he's got to hit him high and low all night long and see if Josh can take it. If Josh wants to box and move, then that makes that game plan so much harder for Jose because he won't be able to get to him consistently. So this is this could be a, a tale of two tactics here. If Josh boxes, moves, and counters, then those that are betting Josh at this 3-1 to one line probably have that advantage and probably will feel pretty good about how the fight's going. If they see Josh stand and plant and bang, then you're gotta have you've gonna have to have some concern. Listen, Jose is no bum here. It's not like Josh is just gonna hit him with a shot and that's it. He just folds. Like it's gonna take an accumulation to to start to see where I'm probably both of these guys. So they've proven that they're tough. They're proven that they can go through adversity and still eke it out. Like even if it's a majority decision, you still got the win. They've proven this. So if you're seeing this inside battle, then that's that's anybody's game right there. They're both very good. They both like that. They're both very effective on that inside game. And I think that Josh is just giving something to Jose that he doesn't need to give if he does that. That's one of the big things I see right here, especially when you're looking at this line. Listen, we talk about risk versus reward all the time. Generally, in a 50-50 fight, you're playing the dog all day long right all day long in a 50 50 fight where you're like it could go this way it could go i could literally flip a coin and one of these guys could win you're taking the dog it's risk versus reward and this could be a case where even though you like taylor the line right now is getting so ridiculous that you're like there's just no way that i can lay three to one on taylor in a fight where he's been out of the ring since october of 2019 he likes to brawl and fight the identical style that Jose craves. And this could be a case where it comes down to a, to the wire and you could see a 7-5 to five decision either way or even maybe a 6-6. Six, six. That is not out of the realm of possibility here. 7-5 either way or 6-6, six, six, especially if Josh gives Ramirez the opportunity to win rounds by standing right in front of him. In a type of fight that could be that close, you're going to have a tough time convincing me and a lot of other people that 3-1 to one is a value bet there. So then you're looking at, well, if I don't want to lay 3-1, to one, how would Josh win? Well, then you've got to look at the props, and obviously his decision prop is favored. It's minus 120. 
because they they figure Jose is tough enough that he's going to be able to take the shots of Taylor and that Taylor will probably incorporate some boxing so it won't be mano a mano for 12 rounds and a classic just thriller. But again, there's risk there as well because Josh is the bigger hitter in the fight, in my opinion, one punch hitter. And, you know, a body shot here, or there could be a cut. Even the over-under at over at minus 350, man, that's high. I mean, these are two aggressive, powerful guys who could, at a lot of portions in this fight, be standing chin-to-chin, forehead-to-forehead, letting leather fly. A lot of stuff can happen. Like, again, risk versus reward here, people. These are getting to approach dangerous lines where I don't believe there's a guarantee it goes 12 rounds. And I certainly don't believe it's a guarantee that Josh Taylor just absolutely wins the fight to cash your 3-1 to one ticket. So again, when you're looking at this fight, be careful. Look at these lines because they're getting to a point where if you really consider this fight, even if you like Taylor, say you like Taylor in a 7-5 or 8-4, you've got to ask yourself, are you that confident to lay three to one? Or are you that confident to lay minus 350 on and over? These are the things you have to ask yourself because even if you like a certain fighter, it may not behoove you to actually bet him. There has to be value there. Otherwise, you're risking too much in a competitive fight that could, for most people's opinions, go either way. That's why when I'm looking at this fight, I see a lot of value and Jose Ramirez, not just because of the line, but because he can actually win this fight. Especially if Taylor gives him those rounds by standing right in front of him round after round after round. Because if you do that, anybody in the division that stands in front of Jose Ramirez is giving him the opportunity to win the rounds. It doesn't matter if he knocks Taylor down. It doesn't matter if he knocks Taylor out. What matters is you're giving him the opportunity to let his hands go. And Ramirez is a worker. His output wins him rounds. So even if Taylor lands two, three, four shots on the inside, Ramirez may land five or six. There's optics to this. Remember, what we're talking about here could be a fight that is decided by a round or two. And who decides the fight? The three blind mice let me say that again if you're betting this and they both bring their a game and fight to their level that we know they can most people are going to assume this is a seven five either way type of fight that will be decided by the three blind mice sitting ringside that is always super dangerous you've already heard people say that uh, Ramirez has gotten fights that he probably shouldn't have. The fight's in Vegas, MGM, right? So, I mean, you can already set this up to say it's going to be a close fight, and whoever wins, there's going to be whatever side bet on whatever losing fighter is going to be unhappy. So if you get a 7-5 Ramirez and all the money seems to be on Taylor, there's going to be a lot of bitching and moaning. If you get a 7-5 Taylor and then anybody who bet on Ramirez is going to say, wait a minute, I can make a case for Ramirez, for sure there's going to be a lot of people talking about a rematch. So you've got to look at this fight very, very carefully, especially if you like Taylor. Let me say that again. You have to look at this fight very, very carefully, 
especially if you like Taylor and you have not bet him yet. Because I don't think it's just easy as plopping your money down, sitting back, and enjoying the ride. Because I think it's a competitive fight. And I have a feeling that if things don't go perfectly for Taylor, and there's a lot of close rounds, this is going to lead to a lot of dispute. Uh, Whether it's, oh, it was a draw, or Ramirez really won, or Taylor eked it out. This is going to lead to a... a, a, and, And not only that, but we're leaving it in the hands of the judges. I mean, that right there scares me off Taylor because his line is so high now. The only way you can do it is if you think, okay, Taylor's going to win on points and then you're laying right around minus 120. But again, then you are 100% counting on the judges to get it right in a fight that you assume going in is probably going to be competitive. I've heard of nobody that thinks on either side this is going to be a whitewash, which is, again, strange because when you look at the lines, they're expecting Taylor to just easily win. But I haven't heard anybody that thinks this fight probably goes, I mean, wider than 8-4. And that, in my opinion, is probably pushing it. Wider than 8-4. So that doesn't leave a lot of room for a lot of rounds to be up in the air, toss up, and then all of a sudden you got controversy. So enjoy the fight. But if you're betting this, especially Taylor, be very, very, very careful. In my opinion, in a fight that's this close, on paper anyway, 50-50, in a fight where I think Taylor is going to do good things, but ultimately get drawn into a dogfight, a mano-a-mano contest. I think Ramirez is going to win rounds. I think he's going to have an opportunity to win the fight. And when you look at the odds, there's a lot of value in Jose Ramirez to upset the apple cart. That's it for this episode of Fight Junkie. I will sock it to you tomorrow, baby. Fight Junkie out.